welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for checking out my Amazon FBA mini series part eight. Now I messed up on the previous video. It was actually part seven and I called it part eight. That was my bad. This is the real part eight. And in this one, we're going to walk through how you can optimize your product listing. Earlier, we just got the product listing created so that we could generate the product and carton labels for your inbound shipment. Then you're going to send those to your supplier so that after they produce your products, they can attach the labels that Amazon requires if you're going to send products in for FBA. In this one, we're going to go back to that product listing and we're going to optimize things like the title, the bullets, the description, and images. So what I'm going to do is walk you through how to do that step by step. Let me go jump over on my computer and we'll get started. So let's jump right in. This is part eight of my FBA mini series. We're going to focus on optimizing our product listings. Before we start, real quick, my name is Ryan Hogue. I've sold over $1.6 million on Amazon. If you want to follow the links in the description, I've got a FBA community on Facebook. I'd love to see you there. I've got a free FBA seven-day mini course. I'll deliver one lesson a day via email if you'd like to sign up for that. I publish passive income reports on the first of each month, so you can follow my journey as an FBA seller from my first month with five sales to one of my best months with just under 3,000 sales. And I spent over a year writing a full-blown FBA course. If you want to check that out, link in the description. It'll tell you everything you need step-by-step to be successful on Amazon FBA. All right, last thing. I think it's important that you find your why. What is driving you to start a passive income business online? For me, this Warren Buffett quote sums it up. If you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you'll work until you die. All right, let's jump into things. Uh, Optimizing your product listing. We already created a listing so that we could generate the inbound shipment. Now we're gonna go back and make sure we're getting indexed on the right keywords so that when customers search for our product, the Amazon algorithm knows to associate what we're selling with their query, right? With the words they type into the search bar at the top. All right, so first thing you're gonna wanna do, go to your seller central dashboard, go to the inventory tab, and then go to manage inventory. And then you're going to click the edit button on your listing. All right. We're going to break this down into, I believe, five different important things for your listing. There are more than five things that you may want to input, but a lot of things are variable based on what it is you're selling. So uh, for one, when you click the little uh, toggle in the top right corner that says advanced, that's going to open up a bunch of additional fields. You don't need to supply everything, but just supply what's relevant to your product. But the ones I'm going to show you in this video you should not skip. (laughs) And depending on like, or really, it shouldn't matter what you're selling on FBA um, or on Amazon, I should say, in general. The stuff I'm gonna walk you through in this video are applicable to virtually any product you sell on Amazon, including maybe like print-on-demand products. So to start your title, this is the heaviest weighted keywords associated with your listing. So if someone searches for um, best garlic press ever, and your title is best garlic press ever and you have that exact string match. I know that's a weird example, but the Amazon algorithm is programmed by humans uh, and humans understand the significance of what we would call an exact string match where the exact query that a customer input matched your exact title and the title carries the the most weight of all the keyword matches. So you can do yourself a favor by front loading your title with relevant keywords, but also try to include exact phrase matches because obviously the exact string match would be the whole title, but um, if a portion of it it matches exactly what someone searches, try to get exact phrase matches included 
to assist the Amazon algorithm. Now, one of my favorite keyword tools to use, and it's actually free, it's called the Sonar tool. Now, there's plenty of paid keyword tools, but honestly, I'm a fan of using free ones, if I'm being honest. Like, I've used the paid ones, I've used the free ones. I, I really, I always start here, sonar-tool.com. I'm not an affiliate or anything like that. You can type in a keyword or an ASIN. Uh, it's not a perfect science. Not all ASINs return a reverse uh, reverse lookup on the keywords, but if you seed it with a keyword, it will give you a bunch of associated, like commonly associated keywords that customers are searching for on Amazon. So very useful. Here's an example. Um, again, going with the hand sanitizer. By the way, I said I was going to use hand sanitizer as an example. Amazon froze the application process to get into the category to sell things like sanitizers over a month ago. We've been trying so hard to get in. I've been in touch with customer support. I've been using an agency's help. It does, does not seem to matter. Like in the US market, they're not fielding applications. So while I am not able to let you look over my shoulder as I actually do real work like I intended, because I still can't get the sanitizer up, I'm at least doing the best I can with screenshots and whatnot. So hopefully you forgive me. Um, I swear I was really going to show you, but it is what it is. If I ever get the sanitizer up though, I'll let you guys know. Anyways, this is the sonar tool. You can see it does a little search volume indicator to let you know what the most commonly searched terms are. This um, does not separate them out into unique words, but I actually have another tool that's free that will do just that. So app.scientificseller.com. I'll put links in the description, by the way. Uh, I'm not an affiliate for this either. Um, it's free to use. They call this like the slow, <laughs> they call it the world's slowest keyword search tool. Um, and you seed it with keywords and then it will return unique keywords in the left column. And then on the right column, it shows the uh, phrase match or exact. I don't know if it's exactly phrase matches, probably not. It's, it looks like it's exact um, matches that customers are searching on Amazon. Uh, and then, it, but the ranking, the order of the left-hand column is based on the frequency that those words occur in the right-hand column. So obviously I seeded with the words hand sanitizer. When I took this picture, it had returned 110 results at the time and all 110 had hand sanitizer included because that's what I seeded with. So they're, they're doing what the, um, AMZ suggestion expander Chrome extension does for us, but they're doing like an expanded list of results. And again, that's AMZ suggestion expander. I've recommended a bunch of times on my channel. Uh, it's a free Chrome extension and it will basically help you see things like this in the Amazon search bar. So you start searching on Amazon, it'll drop down. It'll say keywords before keywords after, and it's giving you relevant keywords to what you seeded with. Oh yeah, here it is. Sorry. I forgot to put a slide in for AMZ suggestion expander. So there you go. Keywords before keywords after, um, and then similar keywords. All right, jumping forward to images. Now, this is probably, if I had to guess, what will take you the most time. Uh, I could be wrong. It's probably what takes me the most time. Uh, here are the Amazon image, image guidelines. So I'm going to read this real quick because it's important to just go through this at least once and have it kind of drilled into your head because if you violate these, you're risking your account. It's just not worth it. Uh, and they algorithmically scan through their whole catalog for images. At least that's my understanding. All right, listings that are missing a main image will not appear in search or browse until you fix the listing. So you need at least that main image. Choose images that are clear, information rich, and attractive. Images must meet the following requirements. Products must fill at least 85% of the image. Images must show only the product that is for sale with few or no props and with no logos, watermarks, inset images. Uh, images may only contain text that is part of the product. 
Main images must have a pure white background, must be a photo, not a drawing, and must not contain excluded accessories. Images must be at least 1,000 pixels on the longest side and at least 500 pixels on the shortest side to be zoomable. Images must not exceed 10,000 pixels on the longest side. JPEG is the preferred image format, but you may also use TIFF and GIF files. Now, let me just preface that by saying, or it's not really prefacing because I already said it, but people don't always follow the rules. I'm guilty of not always following the rules, but there are certain rules that like pretty much have to be followed. For instance, the primary image should be on a white background. Like if you don't do that, uh, you'll probably get in trouble very quickly. I, I do know certain niches like glow in the dark niches sometimes use a dark background, but I'm pretty sure that at one time or another, all those listings do get in trouble for not using the white background image. Um, it says that you can only can like you can only contain text that's part of the product, but you know if you're selling like whey protein, like I was buying protein on Amazon yesterday. Pretty much every listing had a picture of the nutrition facts that was not a picture of the nutrition facts on the bottle. It was just the computer rendering. So uh, I think that these rules are broken at times. Um, there's sometimes this category specific rules for images, so you kind of have to be aware of what you're selling. But these are general guidelines that you should try to adhere to. But also, I mean, you can get a feel for what you can get away with by looking at your competition within a certain niche. Now, I know that's not popular to say. Most people just say, well, these are the rules. Do exactly what they say. But like also Amazon is a cutthroat marketplace. So as long as you're not like really violating the rules for images, you're probably okay. Again, the primary image is going to be the most important one. So here's an example of some images I put together for the brand of uh, hand sanitizer that I mentioned I wanted to show you like me exactly as I was doing it. Um, but I put these images together. Uh, they're not perfect. I threw these together really quickly trying to just get the initial product listing created while we were going to create an inbound shipment. Uh, so they're not like a finished product by any means. For instance, I would have liked to work with a better base picture, but we didn't have one available. Uh, but anyways, you kind of get a feel for how I would approach doing images. Um, again, highlight the product. The first image you can't really tinker with. No additional logos. It's not that you won't see people doing that, by the way. You'll see people tinkering with the main image. Highly recommend that you don't do that. Just put the, a picture, a nice picture of the product. Try to get it to occupy, what they say, 85% of the image. Uh, clearly, this one didn't, but it's hard to get the whole product if it's in the frame. It's not if it doesn't occupy the whole image. So, um, made in the USA, got the US flag there and then broke down some advantages of this sanitizer versus other options based on the, um, actual formula of the sanitizer. Cause believe it or not, there's a bunch of different ones. Uh, and then how to wash hands properly and the drug facts there. Uh, so, you know, this is just a start. Obviously you'd want to upload as many images as they let you. If they actually let me create this listing, I would have uploaded more, but again, and then also, you know, we're brand registered. So we have the ability to add enhanced brand content and a video. Uh, if we ever get this listing live, maybe I'll walk through, walk you guys through that on a YouTube video. By the way, I do walk you through how to do that in my course because I have a separate brand of products where I've done the enhanced brand content. So now I know not everybody is a graphic designer. I just want to throw this out there. You can pay people on Fiverr that advertise that they are specializing in creating Amazon product listing images. Here's the thing, right? It's not a popular opinion to say, go to Fiverr and pay somebody, but I'm a very, very firm believer in that it's better to go to Fiverr and get it done than to not get it done at all, right? Like it's so easy to let reasons pile up not to take action and not to make your dream a reality 
don't let your lack of graphic design ability get in the way of you getting your listing up on Amazon and having a quality listing. So again, I'm not trying to be the guy that pushes Fiverr for everything, but it is an option, especially if you're on a budget, you can find budget graphic designers on Fiverr. Alternatively, uh, from the makers of Jungle Scout, there is a website called Jungle Market, and it is essentially Fiverr specifically for Amazon Seller Central. So you're going to expect to pay more, but this is a more qualified uh, market, you know, less of a money grab from the seller perspective where they'll take your money and then give you a, they, they, not saying everybody does that on Fiverr, but they may take your money and give you a crappy result. Here, if they're doing that, um, they're not going to last. You know, you can see by just the ratings in the screenshot I took, um, pretty much everybody that's selling on here is rated five stars or better on average, or they're getting pushed out of the top of the first page of search results. All right, now let's shift on over to the description tab, and we're going to go over the key product features, also known as the bullet points that you see there. So this is a picture that I took from one of the top selling garlic presses on Amazon, which is a very competitive niche. One thing to note, as you can see there, they're using a, a prefix for each of their bullets and they're using an emoji. Now, Amazon in the past, I used to see in search results, like they, they tinker around with what search result format to use. And sometimes they'll switch the format based on the category of the products. But I used to see more often a format that would sometimes pull in bullet points based on what the customer searched. And when that would happen, it always looked better to have an emoji that would show up in search results because sometimes they would show up on the product page and not the search result page. I'm seeing less and less of that, so I wouldn't worry about it as much. I still do think, though, it's a good idea to use the emoji prefix. So that's just one little tip there because it makes you stand out. I think it looks nice. It could just be personal opinion, though. All right, and then you're going to want to click add more four times so that you get to use all five of your bullet points. There's no reason not to provide as much info as possible. You will get indexed on the keywords you provide here. Now, this is typically how I approach it. If I want to get indexed on a lot of keywords, it's not always optimal. It is kind of your opinion and you can run split tests. You can, you know, monitor over a long period of time, making changes and seeing if it affects your conversion rate. All that data is available to you in seller central. But if you want to get indexed on a lot of different keywords, since your bullet text values will get indexed, you can take this approach where you kind of write for humans in all capitals. So you could say best garlic press on the market. And then all the text that follows after that, that's not in all caps. So you would say best garlic press on the market in all caps. All the text that follows after that could be kind of like supporting data, but a lot of sprinkling in various keywords very tactfully that you want to get indexed on so that your product is gaining visibility basically on more fringe keywords. And guys, those of you that didn't check out the keyword tools from earlier when I mentioned in the title section, check those out because you're going to be surprised at what people are searching for that ultimately is driving conversions to your product. Like not everybody searches for the same primary keywords. Sometimes people search in like other languages and other people forget what the word is. So then they type in random descriptions. You want to be indexed on all those. So it doesn't hurt to throw a little bit of extra keywords here in the uh, bullets. All right, moving on to the product description. So sometimes you'll see this in the listings product description. This is on the live listing page, by the way, that is enhanced brand content. You must be brand registered for that. Other times you'll see this just kind of a basic uh, text-based description. Uh, the default 
gives you access to the basic text-based description, so that's what I'm going to cover. Uh, you can use HTML, so if you're a web developer, or if you have basic, you know, skills, or you can pull something out of Notepad or Word and then Google, like, HTML formatter if you want to. It's not required, but uh, you can include markup if you want. You can use bold if you choose to. I would at least use bold for certain things, because if you actually want people to read it, that's um, a nice way of drawing attention to things. And as far as getting indexed on these keywords, I have heard conflicting things over time in the past about whether or not you get indexed because Amazon makes changes to things like this all the time. Maybe not all the time, but they do make changes to things like this. And I just ran a test on a couple of my listings and I was not seeing my product indexed on the text that I only included in the description and nowhere else. So I'm right now in 2020, in June of 2020, saying that I don't think you're going to get indexed on the keywords you put in the description which would also be consistent with how Amazon uh, merch listings work as well. All right, search terms. Uh, these are back-end keywords. Amazon labels them as search terms if you go to your, um, if you edit your product listing. And you get up to 250 characters max on your search terms. If you don't know how to count 250 characters, you can use a program like Notepad++. Um, I use that for like web development, but it'll count every keystroke. <clears throat> and you get 250 keystrokes max when you're creating your backend terms. So these aren't going to show up anywhere on your listing that the customer sees. But this is letting you get indexed and potentially show up on keywords that they search that, again, are not publicly visible. So this is a great place to put, like, translations. Um, if you're selling in the United States, like, go Google the most commonly most commonly spoke foreign languages, like Spanish translations would be a good idea and put them here, just put a space in between each keyword, and you have up to 250 characters. So you don't have that many to work with, so try to make them count. All right, last section, I'm gonna show you how to add a sale price. So if you find the uh, price section on your product listing, you have a place to enter your price and a sale price, and there's actually another field called manufacturer's suggested retail price, but I see Amazon displaying that less and less commonly on listings. but. When you do this, you can put your price as, let's say, $50 and sale price $40. And then what you'll see is something like this. Or what they did is they put their list price at $39.99. And they put their sale price at $34.86. Amazon says you save $5.13 or 13%. And that's, here's the thing. Does it really compel customers to buy? Like everybody's so used to shopping on Amazon and so used to seeing that that I don't know if that really does create urgency and make customers feeling like they're getting a deal because it's so common. But on most e-commerce websites, I would be all for doing this. But the only thing is on Amazon, it's done so commonly. Do I really think it's all that important that you do it? Not really. And one thing to note, if you do add a sale price, you're gonna need to add a sale start date and a sale end date. So you can put the sale start date in the past and the sale end date you know, a year or two or three in the future. And your product will always be on sale. One thing worth mentioning though, the, the fees that you pay to Amazon on every sale just for having made a sale on their website, it will go based off of the your price field. So if you say your price is $99.99 and sale price is $50, you're paying fees based on $99.99 even though your customer only paid you $50. So that's one thing to consider. All right, and then under the more details tab, that's where you find the manufacturer's suggested retail price. Sometimes, I I don't remember how they display it because I haven't seen it that commonly lately. I was trying to find an example of it before I recorded this video. I couldn't find one, but 
sometimes that does make its way onto the front end listing so that the customer sees the MSRP and thinks they're getting a deal. All right, guys, and that's it for this one. Uh, In part nine, in the next one, we're gonna cover campaign manager advertising. So there's more than one way to advertise on Amazon. Campaign manager is built into Seller Central. I'm gonna walk you through how to do that. And if you stayed till the end, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. And if you wanna be alerted the next time I drop a video, hit the little bell icon and YouTube slash Google will let you know that I've got a new video that's gonna help you make passive income online. So thank you so much guys for watching till the end and I'll see you at the next video.